Welcome to Dream Gardens, where we talk up the children's books we love. My name is Jody Lima, and on this twice-monthly podcast, posted on the first and third Monday of each month, I interview other kids' books enthusiasts about their own favorite children's books. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Michelle Schaub, and we're going to be talking about her latest picture book, which is called Kindness is a Kite String, The Uplifting Power of Empathy. And we're also going to be talking about one of her favorite books for young readers, uh, Dictionary for a Better World, Poems, Quotes, and Anecdotes from A to Z. And this was written by Irene Latham and Charles Waters and illustrated by Mirdokt Amini. But first, as always, I'm going to start with a poem. And the poem today is called I Am Standing. Now, there are two parts to this poem, and they are written by two poets. Uh, the first part is called Girl on Land, and this was written by April Halprin Wayland. And the second part is called Boy at Sea, and this was written by Bruce Balin. I am standing. Girl on Land. I am standing, feet apart, hands on hips, bare feet, in damp grass, Rooted, rooted to the earth. I am climbing up this tree, Swaying with the wind, to and fro, Sparrows, jays, and crows, And blossoms all around, Climbing up this tree, In our yard, in this town, In my world. Boy at Sea I am standing, feet apart, Hands on hips, bare feet, on wood deck, moving, moving with the waves. I am climbing up this mast, swaying with the wind, to and fro, pelicans, gulls, terns, and whitecaps all around, climbing up this mast, on our boat, in this sea, in my world. My guest today is Michelle Schaub, author of such books for kids as Dream Big Little Scientist, a bedtime book, Finding Treasure, a collection of collections, and Fresh Pick Poetry, a day at the farmer's market. Her latest picture book is called Kindness is a Kite String, the Uplifting Power of, of Empathy. You can find her website at www.michelleschaub.com. Uh, thank you for joining me today, Michelle. Oh, thank you for having me, Jody. I'm really excited to be here. Now, as I mentioned, your latest book is called uh, Kindness is a Kite String. Can you talk a little bit of what this book is? Absolutely. Kindness is a Kite String celebrates the pay-it-forward power of kindness. The story starts with one child's act of kindness, and then using relatable similes and metaphors shows how kindness spreads and brightens the lives of others like warm sunshine or an open door, and ultimately it connects diverse groups within a community. And where did the inspiration or the idea for this book uh, come from for you? Believe it or not, it came from an insurance commercial. So I was watching television one day, and I'm the type of person that tends to get teary at commercials, and this commercial came on, and it was set in a city, and it started with one lady stopping a man from crossing a busy street in front of a car. And then that man went on to help a mom who was struggling to get her stroller off of a bus. And then that mom went on to help someone. And it was just this ripple forward effect of kindness that eventually circled back to the first lady. And I just had tears in my eyes when I was finished watching it. And I thought, wow, that is such a neat idea, that idea of a kindness chain. And I 
excited to try to capture that spirit in a kid's book. It just goes to show you, you just never know when the next book for next idea for a book is going to come from. Absolutely never know when inspiration is going to strike. <laughs> now, at the beginning of the book, you give these uh, list of suggestions for parents to follow, both uh, before you start reading the book and, and during the reading and then after reading. So how did you envision this, you know, uh, with parents uh, using this book uh, with their kids? Well, I'm really hoping that kindness will inspire readers to want to go and lift others with kindness because that's something that we can control even when the world feels uncontrollable and it can make a huge difference and especially for kids this is something that they can do it can enable them and empower them so there are at the beginning of the book some conversation sparks things that you can do before reading during reading and after reading and then at the end of the book there is an author's note that explains a little bit more about similes and metaphors and how they relate to kindness. So parents can use those to t start talking with kids about what is kindness like? How, how is kindness like a kite string? How is kindness like an open door? And how can we use kindness in our own lives? And to really extend that conversation, there's an amazing reader's guide that Cardinal Rule Press, my publisher, put together. And you can find that on the Cardinal Rule Press website or on my website under reader guides. And that has great activities like a printable kindness journal where the children can write down their daily track, their daily um, activities related to kindness. Or there are certificates that you can use with kids when they've done something kind. Um, so all kinds of things to encourage empathetic actions beyond the book. Now, your title itself, The Kindness is a Kite String, you talked a little bit about, you know, you know metaphors, and you um, use similes and metaphors throughout. Of course, that's a, a metaphor. And in the end, you have this section uh, t going into more depth about similes and metaphors and giving some ideas of how to create these. And I'm just uh, wondering, what is it important uh, for kids in understanding uh, to to use similes and metaphors and then creating their own as well uh, to help that understanding? Yeah, I'm I'm a big believer in the power of metaphor, and I use that a lot in my teaching because similes and metaphors build connections that promote understanding. They help kids take something that's unfamiliar or abstract, like the concept of kindness, and compare it to something that they know well, like sunshine or an open door. So one of the things that parents can do after reading is brainstorm other similes and metaphors for kindness. You know, you can start by saying, okay, what are some things that make you feel happy? And, and how do those things ha make you feel happy? And how does that feeling then translate into what someone else might feel when you do something nice for them? And I've had kids tell me all kinds of things like, well, kittens make me feel happy. And kindness is kind of like cuddling a kitten because it makes you feel warm inside. Or sharing popcorn is kind of like kindness because you're doing it. You're sharing this with someone else. So, you know, kids really can understand metaphors and use them, you know, you'd be surprised. And it really does help their understanding. Yeah, it's, it's making those associations with things that are real in their own lives, which is why stories are so powerful for kids, um, because they can relate it to things that have happened uh, to them. Absolutely. It's, it's very true, making that connection. And that's what empathy is about, too, is making that connection with something someone that you may not be familiar with. You have to stand outside of your experience and step into their experience. So, 
I forgot to, I didn't mention it here and I don't have it written down. Who's your illustrator uh, for Kindness is a Kite String? Illustrator, her name is Claire LaFort. She did a wonderful job with the illustrations in this book. Now, I always ask this when I have somebody who has a, a picture book on. It's, it's generally the case that there's um, the, the the writer provides the text, and then they, it, it then the illustrator sort of takes over and they create their illustrations. And it's not necessarily uh, a back and forth collaborative, although occasionally it is. And I'm just wondering uh, what was what was the particular process in your book? Was it just sort of um, providing the text, or was there a collaborative piece as well? There was a little bit more, and you're absolutely right. With most of my books, I write the text, I hand it over, and then I'm happily surprised at the end when I see what the illustrator has done. But with this one, because the the text itself is very simple and lyrical, but there's an entire world built around the illustrations that has to do with this chain reaction that ripples through a community and then circles back to the beginning. And so I had to provide a few more art notes than I usually do. Um, but I try even within that not to give too much because the illustrator, the beauty of making a picture book is that the illustrator takes your words and they envision a world way beyond what you could have imagined. So um, while I did give some direction, you know, Claire put a lot of her own interpretation and creativity into this book. And I imagine um, just uh, waiting for this illustration, you know, it can be exciting and a little bit scary, too, until you actually uh, see the final product. Absolutely, because that, I mean, it is a picture book. So the pictures make the story. No matter how beautiful your words are, those illustrations are what are going to capture the reader. So it's it's really important. And I've been pleasantly surprised, thrilled with all of my books. I've been really, really lucky with my illustrators. Is there a part of the book that you'd like to share? You know what? I'm going to share the beginning of the book with you. Um, And this is how it starts. As I said, it starts with one child's kind deed that then ripples through the community. And so it begins, hug a special someone when you greet the morning light. Kindness is like sunshine. It starts the day off right. Think of ways to spread it. Stack the dishes. Tie a shoe. Kindness is an open door to welcome others through. And then the day goes on from there and kind of spreads throughout the community with lots of different people. And I I think we could all say a little more kindness in the world would be a welcome thing. Absolutely, yes. Now, the book you picked as one of your own particular uh, favorite children's books um, is called Dictionary for a Better World, Poems, Quotes, and Anecdotes from A to Z. It was written by Irene Latham and Charles Waters and illustrated by Merdokt Amini. And this was published recently in, in 2020. Uh, and this is a book I was unfamiliar with. And for other readers who may not have come across this book as, as of yet, uh, can you talk a little bit of, of what it is? It's it's not a it's not telling a story, obviously, from the title. It's a dictionary. So explain a little bit. And it's not the, a regular dictionary either. Can you talk a little bit about what this book is? Absolutely. Speaking of um, the world needing more kindness, this is such an amazing book. It's a dictionary for kindness, basically. Um, You know, it's a poetry collection, but it's so much more than a poetry collection. So the book is structured around 48 poems, and they're arranged alphabetically, and this is where the idea of the dictionary comes in, and they're related to words that you would use to create a better world, concepts, themes, so words such as acceptance and empathy and respect and upstander. 
And then along with the poems that delve into these words, each entry, each spread includes a quote from an inspiring person, a personal anecdote from the authors, and an invitation to try it for readers so that they can actually engage in the activity related to the word. And what do you think the value of that particular kind of structure, you know, like you said, a poem, a quote, and an anecdote, and a try it prompt, and they do that for each word. Uh, what is sort of presenting each word in those sort of different sort of ways? How do you think that might, what it would do for the reader? Well, again, with my teacher hat on, I know that understanding comes from looking at an issue or an idea from many different points of view and from many different exposures. So you have so many entry points into a concept like Upstander. Um, and this book provides those layers so that kids can look at a topic from all those different angles and really start to understand it. And and like your own book, the emphasis this book isn't isn't just on the individual, you know, how can I be a better person, but it's also how each person interacts with the community, you know, how to not just be a better person, but how can I make the people around me of the world a little bit better too? And why is that so important rather than just focusing just on making ourselves better? Well, I think that the whole idea of being empathetic is about interacting. And I love that this book invites kids to take action and actually apply the concepts that are explored in the book in tangible ways, I really do think that the best books inspire and empower kids to have agency and to believe that their words and their actions make a difference. I try to do that in kindness by sharing specific kind deeds that can connect community members, and Dictionary of a Better World definitely does that with the try-it sections where they're inviting kids in. And the and the idea is to sort of go out and, you know, make an active effort. So it's not just a, a book that you read. It's actually asking to put things into action, you know, not to, to be passive. Um, and, and I guess sometimes, you know, reading can be a passive activity, and that's not always a bad thing. Uh, but I guess there's an argument that reading can sometimes can be a little bit, you know, a little bit more active to actually engage the person into action of some kind. Absolutely. Now, an interesting aspect of this book is that you mentioned in each, each section there's there is a poem. And what's interesting is every single word has a completely different type of poem, and then the space below it actually explains you know what the poem you know gives the the name of the particular kind of poem and how that poem is formed. Um, and so I'm wondering if this might actually be along with um, you know as a way of vehicle of um, creating empathy and things like that as a it might be used as a resource uh, for uh, exploring poetry, just, uh, you know, looking at all the different types of poems. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that I love the book and the way that I use it when I'm teaching poetry, because it is a great model. There are so many different types of poems in here. You have haiku, you have sinquain, so more popular forms, but then you have some that might be new to readers, like an ethery or a Charita, and for a teacher who wants to introduce poetry in her classroom or even parents with their kids, there are so many fun models in here that then um, could be invitations for students to try those forms themselves. I have to admit there, there are forms of poems that I had never heard of. 
uh, before and reading the book. Uh, so it was kind of interesting to see those. I imagine for kids, uh, writing, having different ways of, you know, writing a poem rather than just sort of just, you know, writing lines of, or trying different ways, uh, helps them to explore writing in different ways. It does. It gives them that scaffolding, that structure. So for example, with Charita is a poem that starts with one line. So the first stanza is one line. The second stanza is two lines and the third stanza is three lines. So even just having that sort of rule to work within can be really freeing for kids. It's a great starting place. How do you think, um, because like your own book, this is, uh, you know, a a book that has an active use. How do you think parents or teachers or kids might use this book? It's not necessarily a book that you have to read from beginning to end. Well, one idea that I have for this book that I think would be great, since there are 48 poems, there are more than enough poems to have one poem for each week of the school year. Hmm. And so you could have that word be the theme of the week. So courage could be the theme of the week. And then you could read the poem on courage and use that as a discussion and, and do the quote another day and the anecdote and have the children talk about courage that entire week, pull in other picture books on that theme to reinforce the concept of courage. And then maybe even invite kids to write a poem in the form of the courage poem, which happens to be a sin queen. Um, and so then every week you have sort of a built-in curriculum of social emotional learning right here with this book. And hopefully encouraging kids to actually put it into practice as well. Absolutely. And that would be the ultimate goal would be, okay, how have we been courageous this week? You know, and then circle back. What what did people do? Did you build up your courage this week? Were you, you know, if, if it's acceptance, how did you show acceptance this week? Now, uh, this is a book that's directed at younger kids, but um, I know when I was a teacher, I often would take picture books and use it with older students, upper elementary, even middle school students. And I'm a big proponent of, you know, not limiting certain books to certain ages, but, uh, you know, because they have a value. I'm wondering, do you think there might be a value using a book like this uh, with older kids or even adults? Absolutely. In fact, on Amazon, this book is described as a book for middle school readers, which I definitely think it works very well with middle school readers. But with younger readers, if you have a teacher guiding the conversation, it's appropriate. And I really think it would be a great gift for adults because everyone can use little reminders and nudges for how their thoughts and words can help make the world a better place. So I think it's a book for all ages. Absolutely. Yes, yes, even as adults, we could learn a few things now and then about uh, getting along a little better. Yes, absolutely, we could. Now, the as I mentioned, this book is illustrated by uh, Meridoct uh, Amini. I don't know if I, I may not be saying that quite right. Uh, so I just want to talk a little bit. Uh, this is always hard in a podcast because you can't uh, see them. But you talk a little bit about what, because um, like any pictured book, the illustrations are are, are an important part of, of that. What do these illustrations uh, bring to uh, the, the book? Yeah, Meridoct's illustrations are so vibrant and dynamic. They're done in collage. And they just give another, there's so many layers to each concept anyway, but the illustrations bring just another layer, another spark to help kids visualize, to put a concept, an abstract concept into a visual um, to help make it more concrete um, and, and just another great access point for this book. They're just beautiful illustrations. 
Oh, they are. They are. And I, I think not, not just for young kids, but even for old ones, there's something about the, for especially kids who are visual uh, learners, sometimes having that can really help to bring a point home. Absolutely. That's why I love picture books. And I, I taught middle school, seventh and eighth grade, and I was I used picture books all the time to introduce a concept or to close out a concept. Um, and that visual support, you know, that's a whole part of literacy right there is being able to read the visuals. And so um, I think they're super valuable beyond just for young children. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, is there a passage from this book uh, that you'd like to share? Yeah, I'm going to share the Courage poem, which I said is a synquain, um, which is a form that has two syllables in the first line, four in the second line, six in the third, eight in the fourth, and then back to two in the fifth. I'm going to read the poem first, and it's Courage. That's the title. Sometimes courage can be getting up to face life's stormy world when you'd rather hide in bed. So that's the poem. And then the try it for courage is when waking up, try to say the words, I got this out loud. It begins your day with a burst of positivity. And then there's uh, the quote on the page is from Geraldine McCochran, who wrote The White Darkness. And she said, maybe courage is like memory a muscle that needs exercise to get strong. So I decided that maybe if I started in a small way, I could gradually work my way up to being brave like the others. And that's actually from a character from a novel that just gives you an idea of all the different ways to look at this topic. I think we could all start our day with a little sort of wake up and think about how I can, <laughs> I can face the day today. I know. Can you imagine that if you just if you woke up and the first thing you said is "I've got this," it could it could alter your entire day. I can't say I, I did that this morning, but uh, I'm probably could. To, that's my plan tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, uh, Michelle, uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to me both about uh, your own book uh, "Kindness Is a Kite String" and for uh, t- introducing me and talking to me about "Dictionary for a Better World," uh, which is it was a, like I said, an unfamiliar book to me. So, thank you for taking the time to. Uh, talk to me about them today and introducing them to me today. It was my pleasure, as I said, always happy to spread a little kindness. You can find Michelle's website at www.michelleshab.com. Thank you for joining me on Dream Gardens. The theme music titled All Together is provided courtesy of Purple Planet Music. You can visit them at www.purpleplanet.com. Podcast cover art was created through Canva, which can be found at www.canva.com. You can find the Dream Gardens podcast website at jleemott.com and my author website at jodyleemott.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at dreamgardensjlm. The Dream Gardens podcast is available through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please comment, share, or subscribe. And until next time, keep dreaming, keep growing, and keep reading. Keep reading.